0: Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer and the Age of Sigmar Stats Centre, I'm your host Rob. Today's show, we're going to be looking at the event results from all around the world, and let me tell you, it's got Spicy. We haven't had a weekend this busy since November the 18th, that Christmas holiday really pushing down how many events and the size of the events. But this week, we got 244 players playing across six countries. This doesn't include the 150 people playing this weekend in France at a team event, nor did we talk about the 150 people playing at a team event last week in Poland. Age of Sigmar, and I talked about this already on last week's stats, but it's worth talking about, is massive at the moment. Events are always bigger. We have the big LVO coming up in a couple of weeks and that event is set to be maybe near 300 huge massive sold out Age of Sigmar events around the world. And not only that, they're in loads of different places. This weekend alone, we've got Italy is our largest event, USA, Norway, England, Canada and Denmark. I know for a fact that uh, the Philippines have just sold out their biggest event to date as well. So it's just growing massively. And with a Battle Scroll up update coming to really mix the meta up, which the meta's already mixed up. I always, this always happens. I've been doing this for lots of years now. So let me tell you one of the most exciting things. The Christmas break. A couple of people a couple of people sit their little butts down and they paint up these completely different armies. Or they have a little break from their holiday, from work, they get time to think about the armies they're gonna play, and you see some wild and wacky army lists, and we're going to see that today, okay? I know we've got Cruel Boys doing well uh, today. I know we've got Gargants doing well. I know we have got Cities of Sigma featuring very heavily. So there's some spicy stuff happening. Uh, And as Tristan is pointing out in the chat, 480 people, no, sorry, 408 tickets sold for Age of Sigma at the Las Vegas Open. So Age of Sigma is in an amazing place. Love doing the stats. Uh, also, just like to point out that over the next few weeks, we will be back bringing back the TSN rankings for players as well, uh, if you guys are interested. So we have just uh, announced what the rankings look like for the UK. And then over the next few weeks, we're going to be working on what the national ones look like as well, which is uh, very, very exciting. And I'm personally looking forward uh, to doing this. Uh, we're going to host some events here at the TSN Arena. Uh, and we're going to put some tickets out for the people who have qualified uh, to be in our world rankings rankings and our UK rankings which is fun. Anyway, let's go look at all the event results from around the world at the weekend and look at the ever-growing Age of Sigmar community. The first event we're going to look at and the largest this week is from Italy. That's right, the Italians are the largest event this uh, week or this week and that's awesome. They are running the Weekend Warlord 7, the Age of Myth which is cool. I had 100 players, well, 99 players, but we're going to say it's 100, so they get the triple-digit crown. Congratulations. And therefore, we had three 5-0s. We had Luca Quinnell with his Sons of Bahamut, Breaker Tribe, Roberto Caligari with his INET Deepkin, fourth one, and then Luca Onirati uh, with his Magikin, Befouling Host. Okay, some pretty fun lists. So we do have Gargants. We've got Gargants in our number one spot. Breaker Tribe, though, and if you look, it's not a It's not a broad uh, big stomp or whatever the hell. It's not a broad army. It's Breaker Tribe. And therefore, we've got a Gatebreaker, a Great great Breaker, uh, a Kraken Eater, and then... I've seen this a lot you know over the past few months and it is awesome so there's a regiment of renown called the rabble rouser uh, regiment and this allows you to run and charge uh with your monsters in a destruction army and obviously Gatebreakers and the kraken eater are monsters you also get a cheeky bonus of a squig herd and some squig hoppers in there as well so it's a quite expensive battalion but you still are able to get three bigs in here it also gives you like little chaff that you can put on objectives and all those sorts of things so it's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. You get to have the screening units if you want, or you just get to absolutely... Like, <laughs> putting the Rabble Rouser in is just taking a Gargan and putting a rocket on its back. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, and that's brilliant. So I love that. That's great energy. Uh, so then, uh, well done to Luca. Then Roberto Caligari, with his Deepkin army, uh, is running... Now, it gets a little bit spicy at the start. It's not Deepkin, it's Footh 1. Uh, so you think it's all going to be sharks, and you're wrong. It starts out with Severith, as an ally choice, which is interesting. That's a nice little bit of ranged output into an army that struggles with it uh, in some cases, in some builds, not this build, and then a Tidecaster, so a little cheap on the characters. And then we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... Alapexes and the Achillean Leviadon. This is such a very specific build. If you are already into Age of Sigmar, you'll already know that this is such a good build because it's just the ability to do four shots of so each shark, which is threes and threes, red one, D3 damage from 24 inches. They move 14. So it's got a 38 inch effective range. And then the Leviadon is, oh boy, so good uh it gives plus one save out to all the character all the units around it which is very good because it stacks in first turn with uh one of the uh allegiance abilities so you get cover so you get a plus two to save before you do an all-out defense or a mystic shield so alpha in these units is not as easy as you think it is then they're all kind of good in melee as well the Viadon's just a stonking uh beat stick it's just it is a great list i think it's fair to say that um, probably it's effectiveness right now from a singular unit is probably not what if I was a game designer I'd want to see from, you know, a Deepkin force. I'd like to see there'd be more utility around different units. Uh, but we've also seen Deepkin do well that haven't just been shark. So don't think it's just a shark uh, book because there are other builds that have done well. And then uh, finally, we have the Magikin and Nurgle. And we've been talking about this a lot. If you go back and watch the stats video where we talked, uh, we talked through the stats... Um, And we talked about just the sheer impact of reducing the Glocken points and his effectiveness on this nogal force. A fouling host, uh, which means you get more summoning, and then Morbidex twice born a great and clean one, so two big monsters, and then a Rockbringer Sorcerer with Blizzard. But most importantly, the Glockin. Glockin's got command ability. It's eighteen inch range. Uh, it's called Blitzkrieg, and what you're able to do is you're basically able to counter charge with one of your units uh, if they're within range of. Oh, it don't actually have to be within range of the of of like it's kind of odd the way it works a unit has to be within 12 inches of the in, but he can make a unit that's 18 inches away charge in. So it's kind of, it's kind of a weird flex, but anyway, that means you're going to get move blocked. You're going to get charged by one of the three units of 10 play bearers, which is just annoying to try to get rid of. Then he's going to summon or, you know, the player uh, is going to summon a sloppity barpiper, So you can't be able to pile in. And then a unit of play drones is in this list as well, which is going to do the same job as well. So lots of summoning in the list, uh, lots of pinning you down. This is a very interesting control deck. I think while it's interesting that it's doing very well, what I think is uh really fascinating about the army build is it really um, it really makes use of a skill expression that is fairly rare it's almost anti-ethical to how you would think to play a war game someone turns up you turn up being like i'm gonna beat up all of their guys and then they're like i'm gonna pin you in and make it so you can't engage with me at all and that's kind of a fascinating play style and the fact that it's doing well and there are players who are able to understand how to play like that i think is really cool so, in the 4 1 section, it's obviously a massive amount of 4 1s, but very excitingly, we're going to see a lot of different cities lists, which is very cool as well. So, to shout them out, we've got Guillermo Femina uh, with Solblight Gravelords, Guacamo Cristofori with his Cities of Sigma Halohar, Alessandro Naldi with Solblight Gravelords, Inches of the Night, Vicenjo Nacca with his Slaves to Darkness, Knights Empty Throne, Luca Patrucco with his Ogre Mortarized Boulderhead, Andrea Epis with Disciples, of Zinch, Guild of Summoners, Jordi Napolino with his Cities of Sigmar, Guico Pasquini, don't know what he was playing, Alelius Pogi with his sons of Behemoth Taker Tribe, Vittori Canzini with his Cities of Sigmar Hallow Heart, Marco Vago with Soblight Gravelords Legion of Blood. Eduardo Tilorney with his Magikin Nurgle Army Befiling host. If I got one of those names right, I'd be amazed. Okay. So let's go. Th- let's go through these lists, shall we? Uh, so, Soulblight Gravelords, Grave Lords. The first list we're going to look at is a Necromancer, a Vampire Lord, Lucavi, King Morlach Velman, Manvra von Death Deathrot Skeletons, Direwolves, Fellbats, Grave Guard, and the Sons of Velmon in this list as well. I think it's fair to say nowadays, when we're talking about, we've been looking at Soulblight Gravelords Grave Lords list competitively, doing incredibly well, either in the four, um, either in the like four one or five zero oh category consistently for like seven maybe longer months like a long long time and it's fair to say that it's their allegiance ability mechanics that are the ones that are affecting how they play and then there is some tech obviously like oh i've got Luca Vine here so everyone's gonna be minus one uh as an example manfred is gonna zip around but each one of those are individually good pieces the real trick here is that the hunger is close to broken as a mechanic, but it's incredibly good. Like, if you're playing... Vom- Vampire Lords play exactly how as you expect. They eat something and they never die, okay? And so, like, they're just really, really good. And then uh, the army also has units die and then pop back up. So uh, we'll uh, so that just works really, really well. And then the direwolves, back. Skeletons, they're all minimum units because their job is just to die, bring back three of them, put them on an objective as an example. And then we have a big unit of Graveguard in there to do some slapping. So when we do talk about the uh, grave Gravelords, it's not that the army is solved, it's that the army works exactly as it needs to work and is wildly effective thanks to the allegiance abilities and not necessarily the parts inside of it, although some elements like Manfred obviously are very good. Uh, then we have a Cities of Sigma Hallow Heart army and this is actually awesome. Really not what I was expecting. So obviously Halo Heart is going to make your spellcasting that much more consistent. Then we have a Dreadlord on Black Dragon. I know. I know, right? As a melee character. Now, this shocked me because I really don't think this is that effective. So, this is, I mean, it's cheap, it's 280 points, but this is amazing. Then a sorceress, a sorceress again with Blizzard, uh, a Battle Mage, and then a sonari Law Seeker. And we've got Horfrost on the Battle Mage. Now, don't forget, one of our sorceresses has got Tenebral Blades. So this is going to make it so you get no armor saves against the attacks. Then for our battle line, there's three units of Drake spawn knights as base, two wounds each with a three-up armor save, and obviously they're on cavalry bases, so they're an incredibly good screen. Uh, but they have five attacks each as well, so if you put blades on them, so no armor no armor saves, they're actually pretty scary, which is fun. And then you have a unit of executioners, which a unit of 20, which are a very effective, which are a very effective um, combat piece. They have Blackguard, who have a 4-up armor save, 4-up ward save. So those, again, are just an absolutely solid hammer and anvil kind of like em- infantry blocks. And then you have a unit of freegal Command Corps. They steal command points. They can heal themselves. There are 18 wounds. I have people in the chat who are very excellent gamers who are just being like, Rob, this is the best unit in Age of Sigmar for 170 points. Get don't like you know Don't mess around. And I'm like, okay <laughs> like i think i agree uh they're very very good like the amount of things that they can do so that's good also can heal up uh, the battle mage so this is a wild list i really love this might do a deep dive on this uh later in the week loved it to bits um so yeah congratulations to uh, guekmo for doing so well so then we've got a sob like Gravelord's list again Legion of in the night um white king or skeletal steed vampire lord manfred Unit 20 Graveguard, some Direwolves, some Felbats, a unit of 10 Black Knights, and a unit of 10 Black Knights. Obviously the Black Knights add a nice little addition in that they're going to be able to do impact hits when they charge in. Uh, Graveguard, obviously your big melee combat block, Manfred for popping around. All the things I said before, why do all the Soul Black grave grave of this look so different? It's because the Allegiance ability is what makes it so effective. Uh, so we've got Slaves of Darkness, Knights of the Empty Throne, with a Bloodthirst of unfettered Fury in the list. Woo, that's pretty interesting. Bellacore, the classic for turning off. If you never encountered Bellacore before, makes it so that one of your units is likely not going to take part in a game over the course of a priority roll. Could be for two turns. Then you have a Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Uh, and then you've got a unit of 10 Chaos Knights of the mark of Nurgle. And then you've got a unit of 6 Varangard, 6 Varangard. Uh, sorry, unit 6 Varangard, unit 3 Varangard. Now, normally you see them with the mark of corn to so get extra attacks when they charge. And then because they get the ability to pile an attack twice. They are that much more punchy, but Mark of Nurgle means that you'll minus one to wound them. And because they already have a great armor save, I think the idea is you keep these guys in combat for longer, but then oddly are equipped with a fell spear. Not really sure about that, but there you go. <laughs> uh, and then you've got Spire Tyrants and Furies in this list as well. Um, Furies is for just grabbing an objective, Spire Tyrants are just cheap. So you know, the classic, uh, yeah, I think Pershaw's quoted it best, Bellacore. love playing Bellacore. hate playing against Bellacore. that's fair, Aroga more Tribes list is also super interesting, oh, sorry, I should shout out, having a bloodthirst from Effect of Fury for the minus one to hit bubble, so add that on to all the minus one to wounds that you're getting from the Mark and Nurgle, interesting addition to the army, I think that there are some really interesting, especially in Chaos, Order's got there as well, um, with armies of renown, regiments of renown, and the ally slot, there's some real uh, dynamic, you know, the other unit that you have in your army. That slightly different thing. And I think the Bloodthirst from Fet of Fury is a very interesting choice. It's not something, it's not a choice I would make, but it's a choice that's done really well. Anyway, moving on to our ogres list, there's a blood Pelt hunter, two of them. Now these are obviously excellent at shooting into monsters. And I do quite like the idea um of just hunting down some of the larger threats in the game with a couple of blood Pelt hunters because they're 140 points. They're not really enough of an issue that you and obviously they can ambush. So they're not, or deep strike, whatever you want to call it. Um they're not enough of an issue that you're going to be like, I'm going to run and get them. But also, they're enough of an issue to a monster that you you really need to deal with them. I quite like that. I think that's fun. Um, okay, so then you've got Huskard and Stonehorn uh, as the general. And then you've got one, two, three, four Stonehorn Beast Riders. So as well as being great melee uh, combat characters, they count for more on objectives, and they've all got a Blood Vulture. So they're going to just be applying four Mortal Wounds at range to a character so they're going to start killing support characters bracketing monsters and other things at range just very very effective and then you've got to deal with the fact that there's loads of models on um on objectives because they count for 10 and they're just going to like absolutely slap you which is good then we got and it's just a classic like it's so fun watching ogre more tribes players play they're like i'm not sure what to do and they just apply the stone horn. Like, if something looks scary, they just apply a stone horn to it until it goes away. That's the process, which is And so I did the Stonehorn. Uh our Disciples of Zinch list is Guild of Summoners with Kairos Fate Weaver, Gorn Summer of Zinch, Ogroid then two lots of tempig of zinc, caracacolites, uh, burning sigil of Zinch, and the umbral spell portal, and then there's a cheeky unit of Zangor Enlightened on Disc of Zinch. Now, it's fair to say that Guild of Summoners has been maybe one of the only competitive builds that we've seen. Last week, we did actually see a very uh, spicy different Xeinch list being played by Joe. Uh, but Guild of Summoners has been like very, very consistently the popular and successful pick for Xeinch, the ability to summon different Lords of Change over the course of... Um over the course of the battle by casting. Uh, it doesn't give you much utility for casting other stuff, but it's just having lots of monsters that can fight uh, and cast even more spells. Then you've got some pretty good spells at range. Hoarfrost, uh, I think, is actually quite good on horrors because they have a lot of attacks when you blow them up into brims. So being able to have Rend on that many attacks is pretty good. Uh, and uh, so and then horrors are very interesting. Then you got the Burning Silas and the Brospel Portal. And I think the trick here, if there is a trick, is don't forget the Enlightened on Discs, which are a great melee unit um, that you can have inside a inch army. With Destiny Dice, always potentially have a 12-inch charge. And sometimes that's a little bit of a mistake people make. i played Zeench before. I've seen people make that mistake. You know, they put their character in. They're like, oh, yeah, okay. So, you know, you move 16 or you move 14 or whichever one it is. And you're like, okay, so then you need a 10-inch charge, so that's not a problem. And I'm just looking at it being like, I'll just charge 12 inches. I can just guarantee the charge. So, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And I think for an army that can choose dice results in its army... To not be like an S tier army, feels like it's probably put together quite well. Although I actually think the book is really terribly balanced, but it's a different convo. Anyway, another awesome cities list uh, in Misthaven. We got a battle mage on Griffin, a battle mage, a free guild cavalier marshal Talia Vedra. Let's go, and then a free guild marshal on Griffin. So we have three monsters: battle mage on Griffin, free guild marshal on Griffin, uh, and Talia Vedra. Then we have cavaliers, cavaliers. 10 cavaliers and then we have the free guild command core so this is all about the counter charge and this is all about those cavaliers um counter charge is very very good because you can be able to add plus one rend. there's also uh, a way to add plus one attack so these cavaliers on the charge you can be like rend three damage two with i think it's something like five attacks each or something 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 silly and they will absolutely ruin people's day in addition to um in addition to that, if you finest out the, uh the Free Girl Cavalier Marshal, you're going to be able to have plus, plus three inches to the charge on uh, the Free Cavaliers as well. And when they counter-charge, um, you can have uh, always strikes first, which is interesting. So it's just very effective. Then the Free Girl Marshal himself is a competent combat character that can charge across. Talia Vedra, if you put her into combat, is going to have a four-up rally Okay, on your Cavaliers, four-up in combat. Sorry, it should be more clear how insane that is. 4 plus Rally in combat. Okay, right. Um, and they're led by a woman who figured out how shields work for the first time, that's correct. Uh, and then the girl Command Corps, stealing in CP, uh, they're also returning D3 models plus X to units as well. Just great, amazing, great work. More what I expected to see. Couple of little conditions I wasn't expecting. Wasn't expecting to see a battle mage on Griffin uh, in this as well. Wasn't expecting to see a battle mage on foot, so now it's getting a bit spicy. And i'm really enjoying it okay so then we've got a skaven list this is the skaven tower list this is a bit of a cookie cutter list uh which i like i'm not that hype on at the moment uh if you're a skaven player i'm sure you are hype but it kind of feels like someone's like just they faq'd something they broke it a bit and you're like okay this is an odd way for us to play but also very thematic for skaven as uh, so you got play briefs on plague furnace Grace on screaming bell Gracie, here, another Grace Here on Screaming Bell, and a play Priest. It's all about Scabik, really, and the Gracies on Screaming Bells. Cause Scabick can hold an objective. Uh, then you just screen out with your five up ward save, Grace on Screaming Bells, uh, which is like fairly tough to get rid of. And when you do, you're gonna get a Vermin Lord. Uh, and then you screen out with more play bearer, uh, sorry, clan rats, and then you counter charge with plague sensor bearers, not actual counter charge, but you know eventually you, you know, you react and you do a Plague Sensor charge, and those things will just rip units to pieces and then you can always just bridge a unit. The whole time, you can't get a Skabic, he's just gonna hold an objective no matter how many models you put on it because of his special rules, which is a problem. Uh, It's very cool though, it's very cool. um, And it is like legitimately a problem. Uh, Very, very effective army, so if you're a Skaven fan. But I'm not sure it's gonna survive the FAQ, so that's why I'm not that hype on it. I feel like it was quite obviously a huge mistake initially. And then they were like, yeah, we'll just sort that out. So we'll see. Sons of Behemoth also went 4-1. Gatebreaker, Brods, this is a Taker Tribe, a Kraken Eater, and a Rabble Rouser. And the Rabble Rouser, again, same thing. Just a little goblin clacking two sticks together, and then three giants just absolutely headbutting the future. That's what they're just running, okay? Like um, like that X-Man. Forget his name. You know the one. Uh... The guy with the orange, I forgot his name. <laughs> now, our other list is Cities of Sigma, Halo Heart. Now, this is a more traditional one. I expected to see uh, being brought out cities, armies, Juggernaut. That's it, thank you. Uh, the Alchemite Warforger, Battle Mage, another Alchemite Warforger, and then Pontifex Sinestra, and then a Steam Tank Commander. Then you have a unit of twenty free guild steel helms, a unit of thirty fusiliers, another ten steel helms, then the free guild command corps, and a unit of cavaliers. So this is more what I expected to see. This is you know a a castle army built around those free guild uh, steel helms, kind of screening out the front. The fusiliers are going to be just raining down hot death at range. Steam tank commander also. Uh, going to be able to screen and also add some additional shooting at range and then you can counter punch with the Cavaliers While the command core heal units bring models back and do all the stuff they're doing So three very different cities builds, which is really fun to see and then Star Black Gravelords, Legion Blood with a Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon Vampire Lord, Neferata, Die Wolves, Death Ross Cannons, Direwolves And then a unit of Blood Knights, which we've not seen in a while, which is nice with Neferata Used to be very meta, uh, so nice to see that back uh, then we got a Magikin and Nurgle list, which is Horticulux, General uh, Grit and Clean one, the Glockkin, Playbearers, and then Playbearers and Playbearers, and then Beasts of Nurgle. So it's the same thing, counter-charge with Glockkin, put the Playbearers in, and then, quite awesomely, this is a really nice addition, the Beasts of Nurgle, what they get to do is they get to uh, charge in, do Mortal Wounds, and then retreat, and do Mortal Wounds. Don't do it in the same activation, they get retreat and charge basically. But what will happen is, is, you'll be in combat already, which means the turn before you would have charged in and done Mortal Wounds, then you will retreat out, cause Mortal Wounds, and then charge back in and do Mortal Wounds. The whole time, you're being countercharged charged by playbearers and then eventually, uh, the glockin or uh, Great and Clean one are going to come and beat you up as well. So, just a fun little list. And then finally, the Blades of corn. The Blades of corn, Bloodthirster and Fet of Fury, Firebrand, and Argath, the King of Blades. Wrath of Corn, Bloodburster, Bloodmaster, Slaughter Priest, Scarbrand, and the Magister with the Coven of Thrix. And then Blood Reavers, Claws of Karnak in the list as well. Tome of Eyes, Demonic Simulacum, the Burning Sigil of Zeench. So this is kind of like a. And then there's a unit of temping horrors. So this is the uh, Regiment of Renown, the Coven of Thrix, uh, which. So it's a Zinch cohort in a corn uh, a, uh, a list. And this is a real problem for everyone, uh, effectively. But other than that, it's just, other than that addition to this list, it's just someone pushing Scarbrand around and beating stuff up. Italy has what I think is a wild meta, but a fun meta. Everyone seemed to be having a good time. The list seemed great. I hope everyone had a wonderful time. So that's great. And we'll go on to the next event. The next event that we're going to look at is the Unified Tournament Circuit AOS Finals. So this is culmination of a bunch of events that have happened um, uh, leading up to this event. And I think it's held at Tables and Towers. Which is like a super nice place, uh, super nice place you can go and visit in MD. Anyway, uh, in our first place, 5-0, is Caleb Walters. Uh, unsurprisingly, Caleb's been doing particularly well all around the USA for several years now. He's running Disciples of Zeech, pretty much exclusively runs Disciples of Zeech, uh, is in a menace for everyone to play against with his Guild of Summoners list. He's got a Magister, an upgrade thwamatage, a Lord of Change, and a Magister, and then two acolytes a unit of Zangor, a unit of 10 Chaos Marauders, and then a Cron spine Incarnate of Gur, with Spell Portal, Suffolkart engraved tide, and Burning Sigil of Zeech. So if you have listened to previous shows, then we've deep-dived stuff like this before, but if you haven't, just very quickly, one of the major issues that Zinch has is its ability to push out from its castle. It's a spell-casting army that's fairly fragile, and so it doesn't really want it to hit you. Sometimes they build big bricks of screens out of pink horrors, and in this case, what Caleb often does is he puts a cron-spine incarnate of Gur in, because it's effectively an immortal 36-wound character um, in his army, or monster in his army. And there are ways to deal with incarnates, but not particularly well and the 80 point increase hasn't really uh changed the fact that there's nothing inside the zinch book that you can spend 480 points on that will have remotely the same impact in the book while the opponent is locked up within cron spine you're able to do a ton of spells and as you're doing those spells you're able to summon more lords of change to do more spells more combat res uh, so it does what it needs it also is a great counter punch piece you know if enemy charges at you they don't want to go near the incarnate at the start of the game there's some really interesting stuff obviously Zeench's magic dominance and other stuff as well you know being able to use destiny dice to stop spells as an example like there's just some really interesting things uh, and so yeah uh, great list played by a, a very very competent player in the 4-1 category, uh, Caleb's brother Nicholas uh, with his Bloodtooth's army going 4-1. Bill Hennessy with Solbright Gravelord's army uh, going 4-1. Uh, Matthew Obinger with his Skaven. Parker Smith with Sons of Behemoth. And uh, and that is it. That is all of our 4-1s. If we take some time to look at them, the uh, Uruk Warclans list, Iron Jaws, Warchanter, Weird Nob Shaman, Mega Boss and Moor Crusher, Uruk Chanter, and then Scrag Rot as an addition. And then Six Core Six Core Grunters, Ten Brutes. Now, it's fair to say that the War Clans book is just always better if you make it into a big war army, or at least that's what the stats say. But I think um, I, I think in this particular situation, uh, Scooter, as he's known, so Nicholas feels weird calling him Nicholas, uh, Scooter um, is pretty famous for just pretty much running pigs in his or War Clans. And I still think there's some real range and scope, as he's showcasing here, uh, to play them well but it is a much harder play than it used to be and it's a much harder play than just moving into big war getting auto points and gaining access to some real big bonuses so that makes uh that's that's pretty interesting okay moving on to Soulbright Gravelords grave uh, lords list we've got kritzer torgillus and necromancer two lots of 10 direwolves and then we have 120 zombies 20 graveguard in this list as well this is just a wounds-dense army with five-up ward saves able to bring back whole units once they're dead, grabbing objectives, exploding and doing mortal wounds. Not as effective as they used to, but still effectively. And sometimes you might get counter-punched with some Graveguard, which I think is interesting as well. Kritzer with the small Trackers and orphan and is pretty fun, because Kritzer can die and come back from the dead, and I'm assuming uh, that that pretty much means that he brings back his Orphan Carney for refractory as well, um, which is the five-up Ward Aura bubble uh, in this army. So that's a real fun piece of tech. I love that. Our um, our other Zinch... No, not our other Zinch list, actually. Just some clarity on the Kritzer situation. He doesn't actually come back from the dead anymore. I apologize. Uh, instead, now he just retreats. Thanks to Terry in the chat for pointing that out to me. He When you activate him, he can retreat like skinks used to. Uh, so, okay. Good. Good little feedback. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate that. Anyway, moving on to clarity again. He's also a summonable character, so he can actually come back to life. And that's all I'll ever say about Kritzer. Cause I hope I never read his name again, but that's fun. Okay, our Skaven list as a claw lord, a master molder, a grayser on screaming bell, and he's got two of those, another and another grayser on foot, with Horfrost, Merciless Blizzard, and all of that good spell casting goodness. A unit of ten clan rats, a unit of six rat ogres, and a unit of thirty storm vermin, as well as a hell pit abomination and emerald life swarm. This is an honestly to goodness, wild and incredible Skaven list. How fun is this? This is absolutely super fun. A ton of different wizards in this list with all the gray sears, being able to do some absolutely wicked spells and he's paid for the, um, and he's taken the, uh, enhancement so that each one of his wizards know two different spells. So he's got Death Frenzy and Horfrost on one, Skittle Leap and Blizzard on the other, Skittle Leap and Death Frenzy somewhere else, which is really good. Being able to Death Frenzy the Rat Ogres, so when you kill them, they're going to be able to fight back, it's great. Uh, Storm Vermin, Death Frenzy on those as well is really good, especially with Horfrost. Uh, we love that we're really really good and then they got the help it and the help it is a little janky it's got that random move but the help it also has some incredible output if it does get into combat particularly good into large amounts of models so if it does hit a bunch of gobbos, if it does hit i mean even if it was to hit a squig hurt, it'd do a lot of attacks die back immediately obviously but it can come back to life as well which is pretty swingy so really fun list Uh, And then we've got Sons of Habit, King Broad Stomp, with the Gatebreaker, Broad War Stomper, and the War Stomper. Now, this is another Gargant list that I'm reading out, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I'll talk about it again. Gargants are so back. Horrors are back. Gargants are back. I told you Plague Barrels are back, and they were back. They're back. They're so back. It's they're back back -back. Uh, And so get ready to write into your army list a way that you're going to deal with for four bigs or three bigs otherwise you're going to be losing games against the gargs anyway hope everyone had a great time at this event let's move on to the next one our next event is the norwegian masters unsurprisingly Held in Norway. Now, I would say, oh, I think it's fair to say that the Norwegian players over the past few years, having kind of like emerged, you know, like post the lockdown situation, um, have been traveling a lot, uh, been doing very well at Worlds, but most importantly, been traveling e- either overseas to the UK or into many of the other European countries and really started to expand out. And so uh, the wealth of um, play that's been coming back into uh, Norway as well as going out from Norway has been absolutely aggressive and uh, I would come you know them Sweden uh, and a couple of those other countries around there are really showcasing some of the individual talents and therefore when they're returning into the local matters you get a very effective local matter uh, and so this would be this is this would be one of the most killer events I think you could go to in the world in my opinion based on skill level anyway Norwegian masters and so Danny Elvsted absolutely wonderful human well most of a human he's he'll grow up <laughs> Sorry, Danny. I love you. Uh, Danny winning should be super proud of himself because that's great. And he won with a Cities of Sigmar army. Yeah, he won with Hallowheart and he had an Alchemite Warforger, another Alchemite Warforger, Pontifex and Estra, and a Free Guild Marshal on Griffin. Then th- 30 Fusiliers, 30 Steel Helms five cavaliers and then two units of free girl command core now this is going to work very much like we talked about previously where this is going to be your classic screen of 30 free girl fusiliers um, sorry, 30 Freego helms will be the screen. The Fusiliers at the back shooting and doing battle tactics. The Cavaliers are going to be counter-charging and putting in some combat work. The Double Freego Command Corps is potentially healing 63 models into any of the units that have been wounded, as well as stealing multiple Command Points and Command Abilities. Then Pontifex and Estra is potentially giving up a five up ward save. The Alchemite Warforges and plus one save to everyone save. And then the other Alchemite Warforger is going to be making it. So any sixes to hit are going to do mortal wounds on addition. And that's going to apply to both the Fusiliers and the steel helms. And if you were to get the fuse sorry, if you were to get the steel helms to charge, uh they'll be having three attacks each, uh, with mortals being sixes to hit. That's not bad on a ton of attacks uh on the Fusiliers, So I think that's great. Uh, so shout out to Danny he's got me super chuffed with himself uh, a new book doing really well being played by one of the better players if not one of the best players in the world um and really showcasing there's some like nice little bits here the commitment to 30 fuseliers I wasn't expecting um so very fun the double free guild command core uh definitely something that's wildly effective right now not sure if it will survive an FAQ but if it does um go get yourself a second box because it's brilliant. In the 4-1 category, who, uh, who's who? Gear Videld with his Blades of Corn, Skullfiend Tribe, which is honestly nightmare fuel. Get ready for this, in third place on a submarine, but still a 4-1, Christian Brubacken with his Cruel Boys, Grinning Blades, in the year of 2024, Grinning Blades, Cruel Boys. And then Lassie Kalberg with his OCR Bone Reapers, Null Myriad. Okay, let's look through the list. Gear's list is a nightmare. It is a skull tribe list with a a blood, blood Soaker, a Magister from the Coven of thrix a Bloodmaster, and a Realm Gore Ritualist with Scar Blood Wrath, and then one, two, three units of Blood Reavers, two units of Clause of Karnak, a unit of ten Skull Reapers, a unit of five Wrathmongers, okay, and then the Pink Horrors uh, from the uh, from the Coven of thrix, and then three endless spells: Burning Sigil, Demonic Simulacum, and the Tome of Ice. Okay, what is happening here? Spawn and also other things are dying inside of the corn list to generate blood tithe where everything else is generate blood tithe in insane amounts while also charging and being it's just on it like this is and then eventually it hits you with the skull reapers. That's eventually what happens. But so many other things happen before that. You're getting blood boiled, yeah. You're getting blood binded, right? You're getting dragged across the board, you're getting taking more wounds, right? They're generating blood tithe like it's going out fashion. And then they're just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Okay. This is, it's just, it's just silliness. Just don't worry about this. Don't, don't, this is, you need like a small degree to even run this. So don't worry about it. It happened and it's there. Let's just move on to <laughs> Sweeter Pastures, which is our, is our Cruel Boy list from Grinning Blades. And there's a snatch up loss on Sludge Ranker. I mean, it's awesome. I would like to point out that if you were like, if you ever have seen one of those Magic the Gathering Yu-Gi-Oh kind of deck combos or something like, tap a land, get a card, do a thing, tap a card, get a land, uh, infinite, infinite combo. It's basically that, only I'm going to say it more complicated, okay? So, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's that, all right? Anyway, our crew Boys list is Grinning Blades with a Snatcher Bross... Sludge Raker Beast, two Swamp Caller Shamans, and then 30 Gut Rippers, two lots of 10 Gut Rippers, two units of six Manskewer uh, Bolt Boys, and then the Skitter Strand Arachnuruk. I gotta say, having just read what is honestly one of the most anarchic, combo heavy chaos lists I've ever seen in my life in Gears List, to come to a straight up and up orcs. Trying their hardest with 30 Gut Rippers and two Man-Skewer man, skewer, Bolt Boy units is honestly sweet. Okay, and then all of a sudden, Skitter Stranded rock. Okay, just from nowhere. From downtown, like The Rock returning. No one expected it, um, and awesome. And obviously, it's just a ton, an absolute ton of mortal wounds. This is just going to punch through a billion things, but if it gets hit, it dies. Uh, and that's as simple as it is, with all with no recursion. Like, that's the other thing as well. Like If you were to look at the Cruel Boys uh, roster as is, and you'd look at later armies, to see the sheer level of recursion you can get in some of the later armies and the fact that Cruel Boys can't, to see any of these lists do, that, any crawl Boys list do this well is amazing. So They're just out there on six-up rallies. Not even a four-up rally. They're just out there on six-up rallies like babies. Uh, and he's going 4-1. Beautiful. Finally, our OCR Bone Reapers list. Uh, Arkan the Black, Catacross, Leeds Cavalass and the Mortis and Soul Reaper. And then five Death Riders, six in Guard, five more Death Riders in this list. It's, you know, this is a classic at this point. Uh, it's obviously very, very cool. You have that very solid Catacross character in the middle, the linchpin of the army, giving plus one to hit, plus one save out. Uh, they've got a two up spell ignore, so they just wade into Spellfire like it's nothing. Arkan's Putting spells back out, and he's a great force multiplier um in punching through. They obviously were all able to return a lot of models as well. Uh, and then the five Death Rider, two units of five Death Riders uh, for pinning units in, and then six Immortus Guard for beating people up. It's actually so light on the units that are at the front, like the Immortus Guard and Death Riders, that there's a lot of work having been done by Arcan and Catacross. So he's really going to have to pick his battles in the right place. So it's a great choice. Anyway, if you can get to Norway to play some games, you should. Loads of love. Next event. Our next event is organised by the absolutely wonderful Gareth Thomas, Uh, but it's the Small Town Throwdown. Happy New Year. Love this guy. Uh, Absolutely love this guy. Okay, so let's go have a little look-see. Oh, so we're going to look at our 5-0, and our 5-0 at the Small Town Throwdown. Happy New Year is Shane Lampert, Aja Ligmar, Skaven, baby. Uh, I think the Nuge did run it, although it does say that the event was organised by Gareth. I'm going to say the Nuge ran it, because the Nuge is better than Gareth, so shout out to the Nuge, he's the best. Okay, so what was Shane running? Uh, Shane was running Skaven, and he had a Graysir, another Graysir, a Verminlord Warbringer, Scabic, a Plague Priest, and a Plague Priest on Plague Furnace. Then, Sensorbearers, Sensorbearers, two units of ten, Clan Rats, Clan Rats, help it Abomination. So... Not quite as many, uh, you know, Sears on screaming bells, and instead going for the warbringer with obviously uh, the devious charm and a, warps- a devious adversary and warpstone charm, which is like the pretty much classic loadout. Uh, for any of the Vermin Lords. Uh, but then the big pick here is obviously the Sensor Bearers, 2 units of 10 uh, Sensor Bearers. And the whole trick here is using the Clan Rats and then having the Sensor Bearers charge in and then letting the Death Frenzy work on those as well. So they're going to punch, punch again, very aggressive. The uh, the Plague Seekers, uh, not the Plague Seekers, sorry. The Warbringer is obviously able to do D3 units to get Death Frenzy, which is super good. Super good. Then you can put hoarfrost on units as well. So you've got even more like even more attacks, uh, just very, very, very good. And then you got the help in there. Why I said earlier about the help is effective and Scabic for grabbing an objective. So overall, uh, a super cool and interesting list. And Shane should be super chuffed. Anyway, then we had we've had Gits uh, in a four-one category. Uh, we've got Eugene Averin, Gregory Brewer, uh, and Ian McLeese. Trish, Cellafest, uh, all on the 4-1. Uh, Trish is playing Heed Knights, and Ian is playing KO. So, if we look at these lists, our Spike Gits list has got a Squig Boss, Web Spin, a Shaman, this is all in King's Gits, uh, Squig Herd, then two units of Boingrot Bounders, unit Stabbers, Sneaky Snufflers, the Gobber Palooza, and a unit of Fell Waters. Uh, so it just looks like a bunch of Min Units. Uh, in this list, um, which work as they have worked previously. The Moon Clan Shooters, uh, as a big brick, is pretty interesting. Uh, a unit of uh, 60 uh, is a lot of shots. I'm just gonna throw that out there, that's a lot of shots, uh, which is pretty amazing. And then the big brick is Squig herd. So you're gonna be dealing with Squig herd in your face, the Shooters are gonna be raining down arrows, Everything else is gonna get buffed up because of all the different uh there's a lot of buffing in here. Snufflers are gonna buffer extra attacks, gobble blues are gonna buffer wards potentially, potentially extra attacks as well. Um Horfrost is gonna be buffing up those units, Mommit's gonna be removing uh some of your armor save. So it's a lot of little pieces that produce a greater hole, and that greater hole is is very devastating. Uh, our next Gloom Spike Gits list is Glogs and Mega Mob with a web spinner shaman, a magcap shaman, a Dankold trog trogboss, scrag rot, and a web spinner, and then two units of six rot gut trogoths, a more of slogoth for plus one to hit on all those units, and a you know Spore Fanatics. So this is just some this is just some good old uh regenerating rock gut trogoths. Uh, no screens, not in this world, and some shamans to back them up. Uh, very, very good. Then our KO list. Oh, look, all these notes. Love this. Our KO list um, is a barracks Zon list. Uh, <laughs> and then he has got an Arkhanort Admiral, a Navigator, and then Dreki Flint. And then two lots of 10 Arkhanort Company, three, four lots of three Sky Wardens, two lots of three Engine Riggers, and then two Frigates, which is the pro way to play. Uh, in my opinion. So we've got some combat KO. Uh, the frigates are going to go forward. They can do more wounds and they move over stuff, charge over stuff. When units get out of them on a charge roll, they all get always strikes first. The Wardens are going to be amazing with always strikes first in combat. Uh, very, very effective. Loads of damage. In addition, the engine Riggers also can do the same and some great shooting while in the boats. Then once they get out, they can also do some great combat. While in the boats, they can also effectively heal. They can bop in and out between the different frigates if some of them get wounded to heal them up a little bit better, uh, which is good. The Admiral, if he ends up getting out of the boat, or even while he's in the boat, he's going to slap people up as well. Just very, very good. Really fun. I would say the most fun way to play KO has got to be double frigate. It's engaging for your opponent. It's engaging for you. You're actually playing the game. You're not just sat in an ironclad with 15 Thunderers. Uh, Very, very cool. I love that a lot. Uh, And then... Uh, he knights the Sinesh list uh, with Glutus of Scullion. Uh, amazing. A lot of Pain, a Shard Speaker of Sinesh, and then you Seekers, two units of Twin Souls, uh, a unit of Six Fiends, a unit of Slangle Fiend Bloods, and a unit of Bliss Seekers. Whoa! Going 4-1. This is absolutely stunning. Glutos has got an AoE uh, minus to hit uh, ability, uh, which I think is interesting when you... Uh, when you double that up with the Fiends, uh, making them kind of like a combat like block together because the Fiends aren't particularly protected. I have no idea what Slango or Fiendbloods are doing in this list. Twin Souls are just like, you know, kind of okay frontline uh, melee characters. Uh, the Seekers uh, are much more mobile. Um, I guess you're going to be generating potentially a lot of depravity. Normally, when you're seeing uh Sinesh list, you aren't seeing lists that are going to generate a lot of depravity from combat, thanks to euphoric killers. But everything in this list, pretty much, is potentially going to be generating some depravity from euphoric killers, uh, which I think is real cool. Uh, Gluos is just good as well. Gluos can heal a lot, uh, good in combat, like bring some magical support. I think Gluos is not Arcan. He does not bring that same level of support, but it would be good. Um, but I think I think I would like to see Glutos get a little bit cheaper, almost make him be auto inside Sunash and really create like he's not necessarily even a problem piece, but he's definitely good. Definitely very good. I hope everyone had a great time at the Happy New Year. Our next event is the Anvil of the Gods 2000.2 day ACMAR Tournament, organised by Tom Metham. This is being held in the UK, uh, and we had 24 players playing at this event. We didn't have any 5-0s, but we did have two fours 4s and a draw. So Christopher Noobs and Tom Marshall, both on 4 and a draw. Uh, this is in High Wycombe, is the event, uh, which is, for people not from England, a real place. High Wycombe, a real place uh nice it's the new buddy he gives her. i forget about my boy grubin exactly uh <laughs> right so so bright grave lords we'll talk about this first being played by christopher noobs uh and he was running leading the night with a vampire lord necromancer and manfred white king of skeletal seed and then king morlack vilman 30 skeletons tilts three fell bats, black knights times 10 five black knights as well uh in this list so i mean It's just so Black Grave Lords, like at this point. Like, I really love the addition of the Black Knights for the Impact hits. That's really fun. Uh, It does seem uh, like King Morlach Vilmon is becoming very popular. Uh, in the Soul grave Gravelords list. And obviously, Manfred is just wildly popular as well. Uh, Legion Knight uh, for the teleport and the counter charge uh, in this list. So, And then 30 Skeletons. 30 Skeletons are actually a nightmare to deal with because they can res at the beginning of combat. I actually really like them. And even if you kill them, you still got 15 Skeletons coming back, which is still difficult enough to deal with. So they're really good for grabbing objectives. Fellbats good for grabbing objectives. And then you've got to watch out for the Black Knights that are going to charge in and do some damage. So absolutely cool as, in my opinion. A cities list. Being played by Tom Hallow Heart, and he's got an Alchemite Warforger, Double Battle Mage, Freego Marshal on Griffin. Uh, and then we have got Pontifex and Estra and the Black Ark Fleet Master. Our general is the Freego Marshal on Griffin. He's got command trait Grizzle Veteran as well, so I think it's worth talking about. Uh, so then he's got a unit of 10 Steel Helms, then he's got a unit of 10 Cavaliers, another unit of 10 Cavaliers, and then two Scourge Runner Chariots and the Freego Command Corps. Oh boy. Oh boy, we've got a book, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so the Halahart is obviously going to be helping with the spellcasting. Uh the Warforgers, uh, as I talked about previously, potentially even plus one save or AoE um, Mortal Wounds. Also got Blizzard on there as well. Uh then the Free Guild uh Marshall Griffin is just a great combat character. Uh Pontifex for the Ward Save, Blackout Fleetmaster, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that buffs up. Oh, the Blackout Fleetmaster buffs up the Squadron of Chariots, gives him an additional attack each. Um, with a command, which is good, and then they have squadron and chariots. Think of as cheaper sharks, not as good in combat as sharks, but the same shooting profile as a shark from the undead deepkin. That's what they're there for. And then the two big bricks of frigol cavaliers for absolutely smashing up noobs. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just them and the pony they ride in on, just deleting units uh, or probably countercharging deleting units. Uh, which is very good. So these Cavaliers are very effective, and if you kind of missed the memo on this, uh, I think the Cavaliers are going to be very meta, and they're going to be a problem unit because they're going to be countercharging you like Nurgle, but they're going to be doing the damage of Gits. Uh, so it's a real problem. We only had one four in a draw, and that is the wonderful Christoph. Oh fuck Zalawe. Uh, Christoph's a great person, a great human being, and getting better and better in HC more all the time. So it's great. Uh he's running Blaze of Corn, Reapers of Vengeance, Bloodthirst of Infeta Fury, Bloodmaster, Blood and Scarbrand. Uh Valkyries in the list as well, which is a cute little trick. Then a unit of 10 Blood Warriors, the Claws of Karnat, Flesh Hounds, and two lots of Blood Reavers, a unit of five Skull Reapers. So not quite as heavy on some of the larger characters, but still the Bloodthirst of Fury and Scarbrand. It does feel like many of the other pieces in a Corn Force, as always, are just there so that it eventually can be Blood Tithe Points, and then Scarbrand can go and do all the work. But I like Valkyrie as an inclusion for potentially running out and slapping some fools. I also think Skull Reapers are interesting as well as a unit of five, uh, which is cool. I hope everyone had fun at the Anvil of the Gods in High Wickham, And if you get the chance to go play there, you should. The next event is the Nottingham AOSGD. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know there was an event on in my hometown this weekend, but I guess it was. Anyway, uh, the event we had our only 5-0, was Richie McCallie, who travelled from Liverpool... Uh, apparently with his Skaven. Richie, what the hell, man? Uh, he's got two scraces on Screamer Bells, three, sorry, on screaming Bells, Play Priest, Play Priest on Furnace, and Scabic, of course. So it's the big four towers, some clan rats, some plague sensor bearers, um, and soft screen bridge. So I've talked about this already. Screen with the big guys, uh, charge with the sensor bearers, uh, get some vermin lords, win games, absolutely great. Uh then two people in uh the 4-1 uh, category, the wonderful, can't say this enough, Josh Bunnings, absolutely lovely, of SPF 50, Solbright Gravelords, Legion of the Night, Vampire Lord, Necro, Manfred, von fell Felbats, Two Lots of Direwolves, Dead Walker Zombies, Unit of 40, I think, and some Graveguard, and a Pendulum, smashing it up, having a great time. Uh, it's everything I said, just Res, heal, hit people with Graveguard and Manfred, that's, that's all it is. And then James Tinsdale, in the four-one, also with soulbright uh, Grave Lords, uh, with uh, oh god, Legion of the Night Army, with can I do this? A Necromancer, a Vampire Lord, Manfred, some Felbats, thirty Skeletons, uh, and then some Gemini's and some Grave Guard. So again, it's the same thing, the same thing as always, the same thing, uh, which is good and great <laughs> so there's a lot of solve like this 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 week uh, so congratulations to all those people I hope they had a lovely time um, and yeah great our last event is the Nordic Tabletop Showdown in Denmark we had 11 players batting it out and our 5-0 is Martin Mickelson with the City Sigma hallow heart again to guarantee the casts Pontifex and Estra, Free Guild Marshal on Griffin. Ooh, very meta. Alchemite Warforges, two of those bad boys. Then a unit of Cavaliers, a unit of 30 Fusiliers, a unit of 10 Steel Helms, another unit of Cavaliers, so two units of five, uh, and then two Free Guild Command Corps. Everything we said about Danny's list, the same. Loads of shooting from the Fusiliers, all the buffs. City's in it again. Ooh, then we got 141. And this is massive because this is another Cruel Boys list. Okay, break a boss on my brute trogoth, a snatcher on sluddraker breast, um, a swamp call of shame on pot grot and two of those, and then gobs Then 20 gut rippers, 10 gut rippers, two units of manskew bolt boys, and some hob grot slitters. Are you kidding me? Are we in? Is this happening? Are cruel boys back? This is wild. Um, Mar- Bre- breaker boss and my Mar- break is a good fire. Statue boss breaker beast is a good fire. Uh both those are an issue. The Swamp Call of Shamans are great. The gut rippers are good, like good, I guess, with uh Hoar on them. Uh Bolt Boys are gonna be ruining people's days. Hobgrot slitters for screens, screens in a cruel boys army. Never seen it. Uh double battle reg, three drops. Uh how can you be back if you were never there? That's a great question. I don't know. Listen, as a review uh, this week, it's obvious cities are now here. Uh, I think we got two five O's for cities at least, several four ones. What's nice is is that they're not cookie cutter. There were some standouts, obviously, and fusiliers did feature, I'm sure, but cavalier featured much heavier. So I think those cavaliers are very, very interesting choices. They do lots of damage. That counter charge is so effective. Add on to the fact that you have great recursion in that army. We've seen Talia in the list for some combat rallies or in-combat like rallies. We've also seen uh Frigo Command Corps doing really well as well. Sealing command abilities out of units is also gonna be very effective. So even if the Free Girl Command Corps go up in points, I think they're gonna stay. Uh, in lists, which I think is interesting. We saw Big Bricks' of Steel Helm. So cities are definitely back. But there are some other stories because I think you get, people are going to be like, oh, you see cities did this, you did see cities did that. And then Steam Tank's also in there as well, which is fun. But some little sneaky stuff in there that we need to focus on. So Blight with a very consistent win rate across the week, constantly featuring dynamically different lists all over the place yes sometimes it was loads of zombies often it was Manfred definitely had some Graveguard in there but loads of little stuff around it and Gargants baby are back that's another story that we've got to take away from this week Gargants are back they're kicking it and they're having a great time And if you don't pay attention to that I think also we should probably shout out the Skaven Skaven also uh, featuring pretty heavily, uh, which I think is interesting. Saw Cheeky Bone Reapers in as well. I'm sure they're probably not in vogue at the minute. And so you might see those drop off. Uh, So a very interesting week. Very interesting. Is our cities going to massively affect the game? Also, Crawl Boys. Two different 4-1s with Crawl Boys. It's a really interesting week. Really interesting week. I did say 2024 is going to get butt wild. And it is. We've got loads of armies of renown. The regiments are renowned. We saw Corn twice with the Zinch Regiment of Renown in it as well. It's gonna get really gnarly out there. There's gonna be some wild lists doing some interesting stuff. And I would say that this is not a meta that is very predictable at the minute. Sure, there are some standouts, and I've talked about those already, but there's going to be some really interesting matchups in the meta at the moment. And I think that's very exciting, especially as we go into some really massive different events uh, coming up. Well, we've got a team event in England, Brotherhood. There was also, I should also point out that, sure, um, over the course of this weekend, uh, there was. Uh, all of the events that we covered, but there were also those two team events. Uh, there was one team event this weekend in France one hundred and fifty players. There was another team event in Poland one hundred and fifty players uh, the week before. So there is so much agency happening at the minute, and the meta is real interesting. So loving it all. It's great. Eleven out of ten. Um, keep going, agency my community because it's the game is growing. The game is in a great place and everyone's super happy and I love that. So hope you enjoyed the show. If you do want to support the show, you can join us on Patreon. That'd be great. Oh Hit that up. Um, and thank you to everyone on the Instagram Patreon already who supports us. Like, share the video. That also helps support the show. You Very much appreciated. Love you loads.